Hello there. Welcome and thank you for listening to the Joy Fountain podcast. It is my prayer that the message you're about to hear will in many ways than one feed your soul and strengthen your decision and resolve to follow Jesus. My name is Andaza Hezekiah, pastor at the Joy Fountain Church here in Winnipeg, Manitoba. May your joy be full today in Jesus' mighty name. Now let's dive into the Word. And I've been speaking on the divine assignment. How many of you have been blessed by that? I did divine assignment number one, and I did divine assignment number two. And now we're doing divine assignment number three. And I want to say that according to John chapter 3, verse 16, the Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God sent Jesus. And Jesus said to his disciples, he said, as my, in John 20, 21, he says, as my father sent me, even so I am sending you. What my father sent me to do is to come and save. And I am also coming to save. As my father sent me, even so I am sending you. Amen. So Jesus came here on assignment because he was sent by the father. He came on assignment because he was what? Sent by the father. He was sent by the father. And he's also saying we should go out into the world and be a blessing to all those who are out there. The second point I want to make, and I don't want to make this too long, but I want you to open your heart and receive something with respect to the assignment. Before I go to the second point is that if Jesus said he's sending me, sending you, it means you also have an assignment that is divine. God has a work for you to do. God also has the, uh, he has several things for you to do. He also has one thing that you are called to do in this life. I know mine. I am a preacher. This is what I'm called to do. I, I, you know, I wake up sometimes and I wonder, you know, what am I going to preach? Suddenly I know what I'm to preach. Sometimes I can get a message that I know I can go for six weeks. I just receive it. I know this is what I should give to God's people. And then I go and I look at scriptures. I'm reading the scriptures and things just crawl out on the scriptures to me. It's a gift. It's a calling. When people sometimes come to see me in the office or they call me by phone and they're telling me about a problem that they like me to pray into while I'm listening to them, somehow I just get something in my heart and I say, Hey, how about this? They say, how did you know that? My goodness, you just say exactly what I want. It's a calling. If you're not called to be a car salesman and you try to be one, you will get into trouble. <laughs> if you're not called to be a carpenter and you, you go be a carpenter, you'll hit your head with the hammer so many times because that's not your calling. No matter how you try, you have to find your calling. And everyone has an assignment on planet Earth. In the midst of the assignment, there are several other things that God will have you do. I want you to lift up your hand and pray with me and say, Lord Jesus, help me find my assignment. That's if you don't know it already. If you already know it, may God give you clarity as far as your assignment is concerned. See, one overarching element to fulfilling divine assignment is developing a future mindset. You see, last week and the week before, the week before uh, last week, I gave you seven assignment killers. Seven. And they were all starting with the F, F, F word. Not bad F words, but a good F word. Because Friday is an F word, but it's Friday, not the F word on the other side. Now, and then I gave you seven enhancers, boosters, seven things that can help you fulfill assignments, seven of them. You can go watch those messages online on joyfountainchurch.com. And then uh, today, what I'm doing is to give you the overarching element to fulfill divine assignment. And what it is, is to develop a future mindset. Please say with me, develop a future mindset. 
you see, and I prove it. Remember, we're using the Christmas story to get this message. In Matthew chapter 1, verse 20 to 21, when the angel came into Mary and he said, favored woman, he said to her, you know, the son you would have. He said that the Holy Spirit will put the seed in you and you will have a son and you will name him Jesus for he will save the people from their sins. Look at that. He will, is what future? He is going to, he's a baby right now, but his assignment from the time he's born is already declared. His assignment from the time he's in that manger is already set in heaven. And this is why I believe that every one of you seated here today is a star as far as God is concerned. You are a celebrity on God's time and in God's calendar. God sees you as such. And you have to come to the point where you see yourself the way God sees you. Hallelujah. The reason why most people are so swooned over celebrities, why people are so swooned over who is doing that and who is doing that, is because of the sense of value we may have of ourselves. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong in respecting or honoring or uh, people who have done great things. That's their calling. But you know, you who are raising your child, and you go through so much to raise that child. Maybe they're uh, a disabled child, or maybe they're a child with a mental uh, health problem or whatever. And you go through so much. Do you know in the eyes of God, you're a star? Because you are not giving in. You who has done traveled the world, you who has sent money to where people are, are dying and they're not being uh, and they need to be fed. God looks down on you and you are celebrated by heaven. Hallelujah. I want to thank God that God's standards are not human standards. I want to thank God that the way the world looks at things is not the way God looks at things. I want you to do something right now. I want you to celebrate yourself. Why? Because you are here. Why? Because you've made it this far. Why? Because there are many who have gone through what you have gone through, but you have survived this far. Are you willing to celebrate yourself this morning? It's not selfish. You should learn to celebrate the fact that you are where you are today. When you look back and you see all of those mountains that have been leveled, it's by the grace of God that you are here. And now that you are here, you have something to do. I want to try to help you develop a future mindset. Do me one favor for a second. Let's clap for you. Come on, let's go. But we need a future mindset. We can't st stay on one mountain clapping. We need to see what's out there beyond. Everyone who's ever developed any product, everyone who's ever developed any, any service, anyone who's ever done anything that's meaningful for mankind and a, co a community of people anywhere have always had a future mindset. They looked at the problem, but then they looked at the solution. Solutions are always future mindset. You've got to have a solution mindset. You don't have a problem mindset. If, I mean, if you have a problem mindset, you see the problem, like, well, we can't do anything. There's a problem here. But if you have a, a solution mindset, you are always going to be looking at the future. There's a problem here. You know what? Now we're limping. Now we're limping. But can we get a picture of what it looks like not to limp? Can we get a picture of what it looks like to be able to pay our bills? Can we get a picture of what it looks like to live in my own home? Can we get a picture of what it looks like to not pay rent anymore? Can we get a picture to see how God sees me? <laughs> the key to a future mindset is what I'm going to tell you now. The key to a future mindset is to picture frame God's desired future for you. Can you picture frame? Somebody say frame. We put pictures in frames. Frames are very important for you to understand what I'm talking about. Get a picture. And let's, have a, let's, let's, let's look at that picture. God has a desired future for you. So I believe that after the angel told Mary, he will save the people from their sins. As soon as Jesus began to walk and talk, his mother said, you know, every time he would hear his mom say, the angel told me, you will save the people 
from their sins. When he's playing outside, Yeshua, come in here. Remember, you will save the people from their sins. So I believe that from a child, from his childhood, his mother kept repeating that to him. This is what the angel told me. Hey, mothers who are here, if an angel came to you and told you your child will be a famous soccer player, are you going to tell the child he's going to be a baseball player? No, you tell that child. An angel came to me and said, you will be a famous soccer player. I'm sure you start counting the money even before he gets there. But you tell the child what the angel said. I can prove it. Look at Moses. Moses, the deliverer of the children of Israel from Egypt. He was raised in the palace of the king of Egypt. Every day his mom will tell him, you're a Hebrew. You're not Egyptian. You're a Hebrew. You're a Hebrew. You're a Hebrew. You're a Hebrew. He kept hearing that. One day you will be a deliverer. What are you telling your children today? Are you telling your child, oh, you stupid boy, oh, you silly girl, look at your head like a coconut. Is that what you are saying? Why are you giving your child a coconut head? He doesn't have a coconut on his shoulders. He has a head. Uh, he's a human being. If you're upset with them, don't tell them that they have a coconut head. What are you telling them? Speak life into them. Speak what they need to hear, mothers. Fathers, speak what they need to hear. Husbands, speak to your wives, encourage them, give them the words that they need to hear so that you can create a picture of the future in their minds. And for those of you who have been beaten by life, for those of you who have been abused by a spouse, for those of you who have lost something, I have, a, I have good news for you because you are an amazing and a special candidate for the blessings of God. You've got to realize that you cannot drive a car looking in the rearview mirror. That's an accident waiting to happen. The reason why the car has a large windshield and a tiny rear view mirror is because most of the time you are to keep looking. Where? In the, through the windshield. You can see way more. You can hear way more. Hallelujah. Because there's less distraction. Friends, let's not focus on the past. And I know the past is heavy. <laughs> the past is weighty. But God solved our future by giving us Jesus. And I'm going to get into that in a little bit. So let's talk about your assignment and future. And, and, and let me just say this again. Remember, Jesus was sent by the Father and he sent us on assignment. And I know not everybody will preach like me. But wherever you are, whatever you do, wherever you are working right now, you are there on assignment. Somebody needs to hear good words from you. Enough of all the garbage we hear all over the place. The news is filled with all kinds of sad, sad news. But can you be good news to someone this week? Can you do good to someone this Christmas? Can you show someone that you know Jesus and that you love Jesus? <laughs> Let's talk about your assignment and the future. God resolved our future with the gift of Jesus Christ. He resolved our future with the gift of Jesus. You know, there's a scripture that I didn't read, but I was looking at the time, but I, it's important. Let me just go to it. Mark chapter 3 verse 14. You know, we've been talking about the future. Mark 3, 14, it shows us something. Let me just say this because I, I, there are certain things I want to get into. I'm just going to say this. The Bible tells us that Jesus chose 12, that they might be with him, that he might send them out to preach. Say this with me. Jesus chose 12, that they might be with him, and that he might send them forth. Watch this. Be with him. Send them forth. Be with him. Send them forth. The future. There is a future for you. There's a place where you may be now and you think when things are not moving. But God is with you there. The job is frustrating, but God is with you there. 
Things are not the way it is, but God is with you. you are with, he's with you and you're with him. You know what? There's a future. And in that situation, God is training you and God is preparing you for what he has prepared for you. Your assignment and the future. God resolved our future with the gift of Jesus. God resolved our future with the gift of Jesus. In the closing session today, I want to bring something, and this is very powerful, if you will just key into it. Five years from now, how central will, be, will Jesus be in the following areas of your life? Number one, in your faith. The Bible says in Hebrews eleven six, 6, without faith, it is impossible to please God. See, we have to have faith if we're going to be pleasing to God. Five years from now, how central will Jesus be in your family? Five years from now, how central will be Jesus be when it comes to friends? 1 Corinthians 15.33 says, evil company corrupts good manners. Finances, how central will Jesus be in your finances? And then foes, I don't expect you to have any enemies if you, if you love Jesus. But here's the thing, just because you choose not to have enemies... Some people will decide to be your enemy. They won't like you. Not everybody will like, will like you. Not everybody will. But you've got to have the attitude that your enemies, your foes, will end up seeing Jesus in you. You know, it, it will come to a point, like we read in the scriptures, where people will realize, you know what, we've tried everything. We can't just bring this person down. In Titus chapter 2 verse 8, the Bible says that our speech should be such that those who are on the opposite side won't be able to condemn us. When they look around, they'll say, well, mm, can I find anything evil to say about this person? No, except if they lie. Why? Because they've done everything to bring you down. They've done everything to insult, to hurl insults, to do, but then you are still standing. Friends, you have to have a picture. Frame a picture. Let God give you that picture. How does God give pictures? When you find something coming upon your heart regularly, it's so strong. I'll share this with you. Just this morning. I woke up this morning. As I woke up, I just thought of a particular sister in the faith who used to attend our church. But she's not here anymore. She's away from, she's gone, left Winnipeg. And the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart. And I knew what I was supposed to do. I was supposed to reach out and call her. So I said, I'll send a text and, and call her later. And then, as we're getting ready, I said to my wife, you know, I said, Felicia, you know, I had, I thought about such and such a person this morning. I woke up with her and I said, did you? Because as I was waking up, I thought about the same person too. Wow. When the Bible says when the, 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 every matter shall be established by what? Two or more witnesses. Okay. How would I know that my wife was thinking of the same thing? Now, some people will say that's just coincidence. Okay, well, for those of us who follow Jesus, we believe that the Holy Spirit speaks to us certain times. And there are things that you cannot explain on this planet and how they happen, except by the grace of God. So then I said, all right. So before we started praying, I sent a text and I said, oh, sister, I was thinking about you this morning. I woke up and you were on my mind and I just want you to know that, uh, by the way, I want to thank you for your call the other day, two weeks ago. It was really encouraging and all that. She said, oh yeah. Uh, she texted back and said, it's funny. And I said to her, actually the same thing. I said, it's funny. Yesterday, I started a day with you guys on my mind. I said, by the way, what do you need for that building? How can we help? I've been thinking about you. Friends, 
somebody is up there looking out for us. And we, that's why we don't need to break a sweat. We don't need to kill ourselves. We don't need to run back and forth. There is a future out there. And let me tell you, that future is beautiful. That future is bright. That's why we pray today. Prayer is a seed we sow for a harvest tomorrow. How many of you are blessed this morning? You know what? You have an assignment. You have an assignment from God. And part of it is to fulfill his counsel in your life. I mean, all of it is to fulfill his counsel in your life. But part of it is what you're doing today. Part of it is when we worship him and we sing praises to his holy name. Your marriage is an assignment. Your relationships are an assignment. The people who come into your life and you think they are accidents, no. If some of us don't even recognize some people that come into our lives and God brought them for a special purpose. Sometimes people may say something and correct us and tell us something that we're not comfortable with. In fact, sometimes some of your best friends are those who are able to tell you to your face, that's not helpful because they truly love you. You have an assignment and I have to say that I believe by the grace of God, you will not fail. In your work, in your job, in whatever it is that God has called you to do, you will succeed. Mountains will come, but the Bible tells us what? They'll be leveled. Crooked paths will surface, but he said they'll be straightened. Valleys will come, but he says what? They'll be filled. God is faithful and he will prove himself in your life. In Jesus' mighty name, do I hear an amen? Well, that's all for now. Thank you for listening. Were you blessed by the message? Do you have any questions? Did you make a commitment to follow Jesus as Lord? Please let us know. You can contact us by sending us a message on our contact page at joyfountainchurch.com. Have a blessed day.